gave the little punk the money. And I'm like, why would you do that? And so he gave it to him. The boy moves off to the big city. He wasted on partying and fake friends and wild living and all this stuff. Well, as you know, the money eventually runs out. And uh, he has no real job skills anyway because he, you know, I guess he never learned that. So he winds up getting a job simply feeding the pigs. Now, to you and I, we're like, okay, you know, that's that's not a very fun job. But in Jewish culture, uh, that's worse than having to clean the sewer with a toothbrush. That is the lowest job you could get is serving pigs. They don't get no lower than that. And I used to have some pigs, and I can tell you that they're pretty nasty animals. But my dad is a very wise man, and he's like, boys, don't get attached to the pigs. We're going to eat them someday. And we're like... No, for real. This is how I grew up. That's how I grew up. And so, and so Josh and I, we wanted to name one uh, Wilbur out of, you know, out of Charlotte's Web. And, and, you know, wanted to name one just some other name. And my dad's like, no, I picked out the names. This one's Ham and that one's Bacon. That's their names. True story. I swear. That is a true story. And so our pigs' names were Ham and Bacon. And sure enough, one day I wake up on a Saturday morning, I look out in the yard, and they're loading the pigs up into the trailer. I had pork chops for the next year and ham for Christmas. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Amen. Delicious bacon. Delicious bacon. But anyway, so uh, so this guy, he, he has hit rock bottom. He's feeding the pigs. And so one day he's like, you know what? What am I doing? These pigs are living a better life than I am. I, I, have, I can't go any lower. I know what I'll do. What I'll do is this. I'll go back to my dad. And I'll ask just for a job or maybe to be a servant. I know I could never be a son again. I have, you know, I, I, I've disconnected myself from the family. I've been excommunicated. Uh, I, won't, I won't even consider being a son. I'll just see if I could maybe get a job or be a servant or something. And that was his attitude. And so many of us, when we've screwed up, <laughs> when we screwed up, we're like, you know what? Maybe God would just somehow, like tolerate me. I know I couldn't be a daughter anymore. That's for sure. I, I couldn't be a son. Maybe the church wouldn't want me back, but maybe just God would, would, would maybe possibly give me a little forgiveness. And that's the attitude some have. But look right here, Luke 15 and verse 20, and check this out. It says, so he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. He wasn't hiding in the house and say, close the windows. He's back. Everybody, act like we're not home. No, no, no. He was looking for him. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. He, his son said to him, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf that we've been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. And so the party began. That is an incredible story. Nobody saw this coming when Jesus told the story. They're all sitting around like, oh, I know what he's got coming to him. He's going to get chewed out. He's going to get a beaten. And he's going to get kicked right back out to the street. But no, that's not what the father did. He 
welcomed him back in. He not only did that, he didn't, he didn't just give him a job. He said, no, you're my son. Quit that. You're part of this family. You belong right here. You don't have to earn it. You were born into this. And for you, you're like, I haven't earned it. I don't deserve it. You don't have to. You were born again into the family of God. Amen. Well, I wasn't born into the right family. Well, get born again then. Do it all over again. And I promise you that if you are born again, you'll be born in to the right family, the family of God, the Father. And that's exactly what we're talking about today. You know, you may be like, well, I wasn't born in the right family. I, and, 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 hey, God set it up. It's okay. I know maybe there's some baggage there. We can, we can work through this with the Word of God. And I, my family wasn't rich. We had issues, and I get all that. But again, there was an unconditional love. And, and, and that's an example of the love of God and being a part of the family of God. Now, not everybody can comprehend this concept. And what's shocking is, out of the same family... The brother, the older brother, right? It's usually the older brothers that are trouble. Anyway, uh, oh, sorry, my, my, my bad, my bad. My older brother's sitting 10 feet away. I, I forgot about that. I didn't know that. That's my bad. But at the same time, he wasn't quite so excited as everybody else was. He wasn't ready to party and, uh, and celebrate. In fact, he was like, what is this? What's going on right here? So look here at uh, verse 28. We're going to look at verses... Uh, uh, 28 through 32, and we're going to see how one guy in the family doesn't get it. And there's always that one, it seems like. Verse 28, the older brother was angry and would not go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, all these years I've slaved for you and never once refused 